Hello again, and welcome to another episode of Cloud Spotting. We have Alex and Sai back again. Alex, how has your week been? Oh, it's been all right, actually. Um, I've, I've taken advantage of the beautiful weather, and I actually had a holiday. Uh, I mean, I, I didn't exactly go past my front gate, but, you know, it was nice to have a week off work. Um, spent the whole time working on the house again. As, as per previous yes. episodes, that, uh, that project is still ongoing. Still uh, continuing to do yeah, the work. A little bit like Sisyphus pushing the rock up the hill or whatever. Uh, what about yourself? Yeah, similar stuff. Did not take a holiday, but I, you could say it's similar to being holiday. I'm at mm -hmm. home. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we, we also have a, a special guest today. Uh, Anshul is joining us today. Anshul, do you want to give us a little bit of an introduction as to who you are? Sure. Hi, everyone. It's great to be here. Thank you, Sai Alex, for having me. Um, so I've been a racker. I guess you all know what that means. <laughs> so I've been a racker for about 11 years at Rackspace. So um, worked in HR for that time. And I have done many, many jobs in my time at Rackspace. So like a true racker, enjoyed lots of different things, but I'm really passionate about racker health and racker engagement mm -hmm. and racker well-being. And part of my job is that I look after our benefits here in the UK. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, so it's at the forefront of my mind and probably in that whole time, the one thing that I'm the most proud about is the fact that myself and a small group of rackers, we founded a racker resource group, which is known as Lavender. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we'll probably end up talking about that a little bit more later on, but it essentially is uh, mm -hmm. a group of rackers that believe really strongly in removing the stigma of mental health in the workplace and mm -hmm. really trying to promote mental well-being. And I think in the context of the current situation with, um, yeah. you know, so much of the country and so much of the world working from home and in self-isolation, sometimes with family, sometimes completely on their own. I think that was one of the key things that drove behind the idea of uh, having you come along today. And uh, we want to kind of dig into that in a little bit more detail. Um, definitely. Definitely. I think I think that's a great idea. And. Yeah, just adding on to our, our playlist from last time, we did a we did a, we did an episode around not another work from home episode. I I think it's critical to talk about the whole aspect of uh, well being and mental health, especially mm -hmm. in this time. So, Anshul, you mentioned that you you've been working with the the Lavender Project. I think that's a great place to start. Let's let's talk mm -hmm. about that. Tell us a bit more about the Lavender Project and what is it that uh, that you do as part of it. Yeah, so Lavender started probably in 2016 with the idea of having rackers talk in work about mental health. And so I just tapped up a couple of rackers um, to just because I knew that they'd had mental health issues or their partners mm -hmm. were going through mental health issues. And I thought, wouldn't it be really good if we had a conversation at work about their experiences with um, one racker talked about her depression Another yeah. racket talked about his wife who had gone through PTSD um, right. and how that had affected him and the family and that kind of stuff. And we just thought that it would be really good to share that story um, in a kind of private and safe space. So mm -hmm. we created what's called a tea and talk. And so that was our very first tea and talk 
and I facilitated the conversation. We had about 20, 25 rackers come. It started off with the two rackers sharing their stories for five or 10 minutes. And then it just ended up being an open conversation between everybody that was there about their experiences of mental health. And it was just so cathartic to be able to talk about something that can be quite personal. And for a lot of people, they feel a lot of shame around mental health. Mm. Um, So it felt really nice to be able to give people that validation that it was okay if people didn't feel okay. Mm -hmm. and uh, that Mm -hmm. they felt safe to talk about. And at Rackspace, we believe a lot in being ourselves. Like, you know, we have that big banner on our wall. It's okay to be me. (laughs) And it's like, it's so true because being me can be the me that doesn't feel good. And being Mm -hmm. me can be the me that's struggling. And at times being me can be, I'm not coping. And so we just wanted to give a place for people to feel safe, to express the whole part of what it is to be me. That makes sense. That makes sense. And essentially, tea and talks sounds like a great idea. Is it just like an, a conversation, effectively? Just wanted to yeah. tell about. It's getting something off your off your mind yeah. and verbalizing it. It helps, right? Exactly. Talking is so important. And I don't know if you guys saw um, um, William and Kate do an interview recently with Tina Dahili, um, and they were talking about mental health during COVID time and. Um, Prince William talked about the fact that talking is so underestimated um, Mm. and that when you talk about things, it makes things so much easier because when you don't talk about things, our whole body and our whole system thinks that we have a threat. And so it starts to go into fight or flight mode. But when you talk about things, you're telling your body, I see a threat. So I'm not, not in fight or flight. I acknowledge it's there. And that helps us cope with the situation a lot better. It's soothing, it's calming, it's reassuring. And it helps put things in perspective. Because I don't know about you, but sometimes, you know, when you just have the same thoughts in your mind, but then you talk about it, it doesn't feel so bad. Mm. Exactly. It sort of loses that power and its hold over you. Like, uh, to be honest, I was feeling nervous about today and I was making some lunch with um, my lodger. And the minute I said, oh, you know what? I'm feeling a bit nervous about today. I suddenly felt a bit better about it all. It just, do you know what I mean? Like it felt like it was really heavy on me until then. So yeah, I think it can be cliched to say, you know, it's good to talk, but, and sometimes people think, oh, I'm just being silly or I don't really need the help or I don't deserve the help. What I'm thinking is, Mm. is, is not important or it's not, you know, I think we need to stop putting barriers on talking and um, the more we can share, the better it is. And in that, in that kind of a forum where other people maybe, it's always amazes me how often you find that people are thinking something that they don't think anybody else is feeling the same way. And then they verbalize it and, you know, two or three or four or five other people are, are also putting their hands up saying, yeah, I'm, I, you know, I've thought the same way. I've had those same feelings. I've been, you know, impacted by that as well. And I think exactly. that that that's another key element there, isn't it? It's not feeling like people are on their own. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our our first tea and talk after we went into the world of working from home was um, really really amazing. We had about fifty rackers online, 
and we did breakout groups, you know, five in each group. Mm-hmm. And the, the theme of that discussion, that particular TN talk was gratitude and how to stay positive. Because at that time, it was just at the start of, you know, changing to working from home. I think everybody mm-hmm. was still feeling quite anxious about their physical health mm-hmm. and about, you know, the job, the uncertainties and all that kind of stuff. And homeschooling had just been introduced. So it was like really like it was at the real start of our whole process of transitioning Mm -hmm. into this. Maximum pressure. Yeah. And I think that was the first time that I'd had really meaningful conversations with Rackers outside of my team to just check in with how people were doing. And it was just so refreshing that people were having the same observations like, people were feeling a bit hard on themselves. Like they were trying to be good parents. They were trying to continue to perform while being at work. They were trying to do all the right things and follow all the advice. And there's just a sense of guilt, you know, that they weren't doing enough in all of these areas. And maybe it was real challenge for them. And then equally, there were people who were feeling so appreciative and grateful for the extra time they were getting back. So for some people, it was about a chance for really to slow down and noticing the the birds and the sounds and the peace and the quiet. And it was just amazing to hear someone else go, do you think the air feels fresher now? Yeah, I do. <laughs> it's just like, it was just all these thoughts that people were having, philosophical thoughts about, do you think this is the world telling us we need to you know, uh, go back to basics or what will be the lessons learned from all of this? And people were having thoughts and ideas about it. And we got, we got so many messages afterwards from people saying that it was so great mm-hmm. to connect and that mm-hmm. it had actually brightened up their day. So not necessarily people who were feeling really, really low or anxious, but just when you're feeling a little alone and then you realize mm-hmm. other people are having the same experiences. You're not so alone anymore, right? Not at all. It's just such a validation. No. no, you're absolutely right. And and it does bring a valid point in terms of there, there, everybody has a different life. Everybody has a different lifestyle in the way yeah. they do things, in the way they have at home. So you, mm. your point about some people feeling the gratitude whereas some people feeling the pressure yeah. is is absolutely resonating to what we've come across. I, I was reading an article the other day and it, and it sort of focused and said the, the goal is to get through the day. And, and that's the goal. And you focus on that. Just get through the day and you've accomplished it. And, uh, and, and it... do you know, Sai, I've heard that saying before. And actually, for some people who are really suffering with anxiety right now or who may already have mental health conditions mm-hmm. and this is exacerbating it, for yep. those people, it's just get through the next 20 minutes. So whatever is your frame of reference, it's what can help people cope is just to chunk things down into small pieces. So let me just get through having my lunch today. Then let me just get through the next hour of emailing. Or it can be in my day to day. Let me just make sure I get this one thing done that will bring me joy or bring me relief mm-hmm. or bring me happiness, <laughs> whatever it is. So whatever it is for your particular time, because you're right, we are all so different. And so it's very difficult to have these really generic coping strategies because we're all built differently. Our, our personalities are different. We have different appetite for stress, different appetite for solitude. <laughs> different things bring <laughs> us joy and comfort. So like, it, I think this whole experience, certainly for me, it's helped me to understand how I function as a human being as well. And I don't know about you, but I have definitely learned 
a little bit more about myself and mm -hmm. oh um, definitely yeah I, i'd see a lot of people can resonate to that i mean uh, there was another conversation that we had the other day saying one of them asked well let's let, it's normal normality again it's let's go as if nothing has changed and you, you can't because it, it you've got to accept that it's different and mm -hmm. yeah accept it and then essentially say well yeah we can deal with it mm -hmm. we can deal yeah. with it. the fact that it's different so uh, we, we talked about you know you mentioned earlier about uh talking to someone getting that verbalizing it helps yeah. and things like that who do you reckon is good for having these conversations is it just in within the teams or would you say talk to the, the health aiders if you have someone in the vicinity you can reach yeah. out to would you what would you recommend in that place I think each, I think first of all, talking to friends, talking to family is really, really important. Um, and then within a work context, hit someone up for a Zoom chat, a coffee break or anything. And it doesn't have to be a need to talk as such, but just fancy a break, fancy a catch up, haven't seen you in a while. Just, you know, the one great thing is that we all have this experience in common now. It's the one leveler. Mm. It's the one big icebreaker that we can all speak to. Like you mm. don't have to find anything in common interest wise. Just ask people how they're coping with the situation or <laughs> how are they finding this situation and you will hit it off. <laughs> mm -hmm. So exactly. do you know what I mean? Just hitting people up for little chats like that. But I appreciate that sometimes it can be difficult to talk mm. to people that you know. Um, so it's really important to remember all the resources that are there. And some of the resources that we have at Rackspace are mental health first aiders. And so, yeah, so I mentioned that. So can you tell us a little yeah. bit more about for, for our listeners benefit as well? Because this might be something that actually yeah. they want to think about adopting within their organization. Yeah. So mental health first aiders are similar to normal first aiders. So it's your first response um, individuals. Normal first aiders wouldn't be doctors or surgeons, right? But they know what to do yeah. in that crisis situation. They know how to provide initial support and comfort so that the professionals can go and get um, involved, right? Same with mental health first aiders. So in a crisis situation, that could be someone who is suffering from a panic attack, Uh, or having suicidal thoughts. So first aiders, mental health first aiders are trained in terms of what to do in that situation to be able to give them initial support so that we can contact the appropriate third parties or get the right professional help mm -hmm. in. But that's if someone's in a crisis. Equally, mental health first aiders can be really good if someone is just having some feelings of, stress or anxiety or feeling quite low um, and just wanting an emotional support so mm -hmm. mental health first aiders can be really good at saying to them well these are the support systems we've got in place at Rackspace or these are some external organizations or groups or mm -hmm. helplines that you can use or that might explore with them what options they have thought about in terms of what they need to do So it's really a kind of, it's a listening, it's with non-judgment, but it's with having resources in their back pocket that they mm -hmm. can help based on what the racker wants to do. So this is not about a mental health first aider saying, you need to do this. It's mm -hmm. always a mental health first aider saying, okay, so what are the options? What support do you think you could need? What may have helped in the past? Mm -hmm. um, if that has helped, do you know that Rackspace has this service or that service? Um, 
So they're really good at kind of being able to help a person explore what might be the best option for them. And did we partner with some form of third-party organization to get this training? Is there, are yeah. there any ones that you'd recommend? That we, so you know, we've got... Yeah, so Mental Health First Aid England is the main organization in the UK. So um, in schools, you have to have a mental health first aider now in every school. It's not compulsory to have it in the workplace, but um, we've seen loads of workplaces now getting mental health first aiders. So Rackspace now has over 20 trained mental health first aiders, so made up of Rackers who are in the HR team or workplace services who as part of their role, probably need to know this stuff. But also we've got 10 rackers who have volunteered and they've yeah. gone through an internal like selection process. And we actually had 30 rackers who wanted to, to yeah, to really support and become first aiders, but we didn't have the budget to train as many people as we wanted to. Right. So mm. um, yeah, so now we have these 10 rackers. So part of their role is to be there for other rackers, but also to just promote the whole mental health agenda and advocacy for talking about mental health in the workplace and making it okay to talk about it. So, yeah. Fantastic. Amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. It's I mean, really good. There's, there's so many things here that we can do and one can sort of go through to, to, to make yourself feel better. I mean, there's this, there's this like no end of resources that you can tap yeah. into, right? I mean, yeah. there's links, there's there's people that you can talk to, etc. Uh, I mean, the other day we we were, we were just chatting, Angela, and I know I mentioned it, and it was really interesting that we're doing something called rack creation sessions. So not to go very specific rack spacey in terminology and everything, but yeah. that's just because we add the word rack to the beginning of everything. Yeah, exactly. Like- <laughs> we do. We do. It wouldn't be the same if we did it. Yeah. <laughs> we, we we have to rackify exactly uh, exactly <laughs> so just just keeping keeping making it more gen- generic and, and and something that can be sort of used everywhere uh that all our yeah. listeners can make use of it um yeah having the tn talks just communication verbalization is definitely good what else would you say is really good as as a, as a very simple practice that people can sort of adapt so that they don't feel the whole Groundhog Day feeling and, you know, feeling like everything every day is the same and it's just never ending kind of thing. Yeah. So I think um, one of the things that we've done, especially with this rat creation idea, is to create opportunities for people to relax and have fun. So I guess it can be a myth sometimes that when you're working from home, you're just dossing. <laughs> um, Everybody but actually, except <laughs> But for a lot of people, it can be more stressful. Like you you can't always switch off, right? Um, mm-hmm. yeah. There's less people distracting you coming up to your desk. You know how you have the random banter at your desks mm-hmm. and, you That's know, right. you've got you've got at least a five minute walk to get to the toilet or five minute walk to get to the coffee machine. So you get some kind of break. But here at home, unless you live in a mansion or a castle, uh, it's going to take <laughs> two seconds to go to the loo right or stop no one's going to distract you unless you got kids right so so it's really important to have just some time to relax and have fun and this is where recreation sessions came into it because these are just sessions like we have our own rackers who are game show hosts and uh, we organize (laughs) little game shows for rackers to come and join in so we had um, Lloyd who did uh, a Carol Waterman impression and ran a session of Countdown. 
we had, and Lloyd is um, our chair of the Together group, which is the LGBT group. And then we had our chair for our um, women's network, the Power Group, do a session on bingo. So by having these sessions and by organizing it for everybody in the company, it's our way of saying it's okay to have breaks. It's okay to have time out. It's really important that you do that and do something mm. to relax and have fun while you're juggling all your 101 commitments or, you know, you're focused on your laptop and you're not getting up off your chair. So we've done those to try and help promote that. And I know like as a company, as a big company, um, we've got this uh, plugged in channel as well, which is mm. through Slack. So um, again, people are using that as a way to get some light relief and some connections and sharing memes and posts of the day. Um, and then one thing new that we're trying to do. So one of our first daters is going to be holding a like Friday feeling mindfulness session. So we've had wow. feedback that, yeah, that sometimes people finding it hard to switch off from their working life to their personal life. And meditation mm. is such a way, great way to just get really grounded and slow the mind down. So when you're a bit overstimulated, it's a great way to slow it down. So he's going to do a um, Zen space meditation session on friday afternoons we didn't use the word rack but we, <laughs> but we got the space in there <laughs> you, gotta so, get, you yeah. gotta get it you gotta rackify it somehow. you gotta you've got a key with the theme man <laughs> so yeah and then you you guys obviously know we had our wellness day so this is where our leadership team gave us all a wellness day off to take off, which was great. So again, I think that's a really critical, actually, for me, that was something yeah. that people easily, what, what we saw when the whole um, work from home period started to kick off, people were canceling their, you know, obviously they weren't able to travel for, for holidays away and so forth. And they ended up canceling their holidays um, through their, you know, the holiday request system. And, I think that actually the the danger there is not allowing yourself to have a rest. You may still be at home, but that doesn't mean you yeah. need to be at home and switched on and working constantly. You need that mental breakaway. I feel personally, as an example, you know, I was off for a week there. I went away and worked on the worked on the house upstairs, and coming back, I feel significantly better, more refreshed. Not physically, I'm a, I'm a broken man, but <laughs> but, but uh, you know, mentally speaking, much better because yeah. um, you know it's just that little bit of time away. It's what you need, mm. and so the fact that um, you know our organisation was we were, were good enough to provide us with a you know everybody in the company with an extra day off, um, just to be taken to encourage people to actually take that time away and and decompress. Yeah, yeah you and, need and also it. To, I mean, the the whole messaging around you got to take some time off so don't cancel all your holidays take some time off just keep mm. keep the keep the schedule going so you have some time off in between you don't feel like you're stuck at home and you're constantly having mm. to work i think it yeah. helps it helps the whole uh, the, the situation and the state and in terms of when you come back you feel refreshed you feel like yeah okay i'm ready to go again mm -hmm. and always who, who yeah. doesn't mind a, a, a wednesday off <laughs> it always helps it always helps in the week feels wrong <laughs> just feels wrong no. <laughs> well the other thing that i think has been really really good and that does help people's mental well-being is this wellness challenge that's been mm. um, started the spring into motion Mm -hmm. So spring right. into motion is where we all have, so anybody that registers for this is going to be able to track the number of steps that they do 
And over an eight-week okay. period, if everybody reaches their steps goal, then they will be <laughs> able, then Rackspace will donate $10,000 towards COVID-19 charities. So that wow. kind of combines two things. One, looking after your physical self is really important to your mental health because we all know the two are so linked. Mm -hmm. And then Indeed. secondly, we know that if you're doing something that's looking after other people or you're taking care of other people, it really helps you to feel good about yourself as well. And so doing mm -hmm. something that's linked to charity work or fundraising is, you know, like it lifts our spirits because it gives you a sense of something bigger than yourself. And so that's really important as well. So I think like that's been a really good thing to do. So have so either, of you, have either of you joined? <laughs> so I haven't Silence. actually joined. I haven't Silence. actually joined free promotion. However, funnily enough, I just had my had my Fitbit report. Uh, oh, I did, cool! I averaged about eleven thousand steps a day last week. Uh, Alex, you could have been in my team. Could have helped. Most of us going up and down the stairs with bits of wood, I think. Um, but That's um, it. we have to come on. Yeah. yeah. So I, th I think that was for, for me. I think we're kind of starting to come up on time. But I think I really appreciate you sharing those examples with us, Anshul, of the kind of things that we've been doing as an organization. Hopefully it inspires others to think about what they can be doing within their organizations to help their, you know, help their teams and help their not rackers uh, get, you know, get through the situation <laughs> in, the, in the best possible way. Um, so as you probably know, Anshul, as being a regular listener of the show, uh, we do like to always wrap up with a, a wee book recommendation <laughs> from our guests. Um, so what were your thoughts on anything you'd like uh, to recommend out to our listeners? Uh, so a book that I really enjoyed is a book called The Growth Mindset by Carol, I don't know how to pronounce her name, Dwyker or something like that. It's mm -hmm. really good and it, and it talks about the importance of our mindset in achieving anything. And sometimes we have a fixed mindset about things like I'm not good at maths or I can't achieve this or we're very black and white, but the growth mm -hmm. mindset talks about how actually if you just have a go at things, that's really important for getting things done. So uh, I love that. That's book. amazing. That's amazing. We'll make sure we get that one in the show notes. And do you know what? It links, it links to this time right now as well, because if you think about yeah. it, I think a lot of people struggled with all adapting to the change because their mindset was we've lost things at the beginning, especially like frustration mm -hmm. or anger, I can't do this, I can't do that. But actually, if you adopt a more growth mindset, which is what have I gained as a result of this? Mm -hmm. Like, what have I gained in terms of time? What have I gained in terms of things I can learn? What have I gained in terms of um, what I do with my family and how I'm with Lunch my with family? Lunch with the kids every day. Yeah. The things you're doing with the house, you know, mm -hmm. it's if you can focus your mind on that stuff, we realize that a lot of what happens in the external world is actually irrelevant. It's how we perceive it or how we think about it that's actually more powerful and important for coping with things. Wow. Fantastic. Wow. Okay. On that, on that amazing book recommendation, I think we're definitely out of time. Thank you for your, thank you for your time, Anshul. It was really good talking to you and really, really valid points there. I hope all our listeners, uh, are, are helped with the information that we've shared and uh, well listeners you can reach to reach out to us on twitter or at spotting clouds is the twitter handle 
if you have any comments, if you have any notes, any any suggestions that you want to sort of encourage us to do any future podcast episodes, let us know. Let us. Uh, at the same time, you can also reach us uh, on our link, which we'll put in the show notes.